This episode is brought to you by Shopify. Whether you're selling a little or a lot, Shopify helps you do your thing, however you cha-ching. From the launch your online shop stage, all the way to the we just hit a million orders stage. No matter what stage you're in, Shopify's there to help you grow. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash special offer, all lowercase. That's shopify.com slash special offer. Every team, every topic, everywhere, this is Believe. Folks, let me tell you, BetOnline is your number one source for all your betting needs. Get the latest odds, lines, and matchup reports for baseball, boxing, golf, and more, which hopefully includes ice hockey. BetOnline continues to be the fastest and easiest way to place your wagers, including live betting and your favorite casino and card games available to play right from your phone. Head to the website or use your mobile device to sign up today and get in on the action. Remember to use promo code BLEAVV as in Victor for your 50% welcome bonus on your first deposit. BetOnline, where the game starts. So Quiggs, the other weekend, I was out fishing for the first time in a while, and it was nice to get out on the open seas again. I went deep sea fishing a lot as a kid haven't done it too much as an adult i don't get down the shore enough i don't fish enough i do enjoy it it's you know relaxing to a degree and i'm pretty good on a boat but the main thing i wanted to bring up in regards to the podcast and fishing today is i saw one of the greatest boat names i've ever seen in my life and what was that steve so we we're taking out, you know, we're we're leaving the dock and everything. We're going out to the deep sea, and before we fully get out, I turn and I see the boat name, Your Sister's Ass XL. <laughs> I mean, what else would you name a boat? What else would you name a boat? I mean, that's it's the only thing you can call it. Name. Your Sister's Ass XL. Your the sister's... XL part, especially like Your Sister's Ass, is hilarious in and of itself. But the XL made it even funnier. Like. I'm wondering, does this guy have a smaller boat called your sister's ass? And then he got the bigger boat and he had to put the XL on there. Or what if he has a boat called your sister's ass with for every size? Like what if he has small, (laughs) medium, large XL? Maybe he even has a double XL and that's his yacht. Oh, yeah. I want to know, like, sign me up when triple XL your sister's ass comes out. And maybe he has a your sister's ass for that's XXX based on the movie Triple X starring ooh, that one guy. Vin Diesel. Vin Diesel. That's right. That's or the, the, the lesser sequel. And I say lesser fully acknowledging that Triple X is trash uh, with Ice Cube is in the sequel. <laughs> Ice Cube's in that? Ice Cube is in the sequel to Triple X. I didn't X, know that. Yeah. Yeah. Wow. You know, Triple X, man. uh, Oh, wow. Triple X is still one of the funniest, like, film anomalies because it is such an early 2000s movie because he does all the extreme sports and everything. Like, he's like, I'm the new James Bond, but he's not suave or charming because he's Vin Diesel. It's like that movie Crank with Jason Statham where he's just like 
he what is it he like has some sort of he has to have his adrenaline at like a million percent yeah some like, guy sabotaged his heart and he needs to keep upping the adrenaline to keep it going so he keeps you know he's like gonna shock himself or do cocaine yeah. or chug coffee yeah he's doing coke he's committing crimes in public purposely having the cops chase him yeah, it's there was a public. weird there, yeah sex in public there was a weird cameo by maynard james keenan the lead singer of Tool. Is that right? And, I didn't realize that Mr. Tool P- was Pussifer. Yeah, like he was in that for some reason. Fantastic. I love a weird cameo. Very odd. Wow, that, Jason that is Statham a tidbit. And... I, did not, I did not know that, sir. Yeah, it's really wow. funny. So apparently Yasista's ass is a Sopranos reference. I don't know that Sopranos reference, but, you know, hey, Salou. That's a fantastic boat name. Loved it had a good chuckle about that. And the last time I went fishing, the boat's name was the cock Robin. So I had <laughs> a lot of fun with that one too. Funny boat names are just following you around. It appears. Apparently, apparently. And it got me thinking like when we finally get enough money for the, the flight party boat, which is an inevitability at this point. Oh yeah. An inevitability. It's absolutely going to happen. What should we name the flight party boat? That's my, my question for the day here. Oh, baby. All I mean, right. We've got the USS I, Wrist Alliance. That's out there. Could be that. Um, oh, we could call it a... I mean, if we want to keep it on the like the, the dirty, like borderline not safe for work names, we could call it a, the boat job. The boat job. There you go. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> want, a, want a quick boat job? Let's I, go out on the water. I can get behind the boat job. Let me tell you, everybody loves a good boat job. Uh, we've got Durston. Just straight up Durston with an apostrophe over the N. That's a good one. If it's Durston, though, you are obligated to wear a backwards red hat to board. Oh, I mean, you, you must. You must. It is just. I don't it, know it, what else. It is naval law. Yeah. Yeah. I am a big fan of Chestnut Checkers. That's a good one. Get people thinking. You could maybe put a Sean Couturier beard underneath. I feel like naming a boat is very similar to naming a horse. Because they all have weird-ass names. Like, like there's a horse named your sister's ass somewhere out there. Oh, I'm sure there is. And I always crack up when Kentucky Derby time comes around and I see the weird horse names. Yeah. I mean, like, I'll usually place like a buck or something like that on one of the horses. And I usually just try to go with the weirdest horse name. Oh, yeah. Every time. Like, I only went to I can't remember why, but it was like right after I graduated high school. We went up to Long Island for I think it was like my aunt's birthday or something. And we all went to like this horse. Race. We went to uh, Belmont Stakes, uh, but it wasn't the actual Belmont. Stakes. It was just like the place where they do it. And um, at Belmont, I guess. Belmont Raceway, and um, we were there, and we were just watching these like bum ass horses who weren't good enough for the actual like triple crown. They're not quite ready for prime time horses. No, these are like ECHL horses, and so like <laughs> we're watching them go, and I I like bet on like a horse, and I bet on this one named Street Thug. Street Thug that was awesome. That's yeah, great. so I bet on him, and he almost won, but then he didn't. So you know, it's it's hard out here for a thug. Yeah. <laughs> yes it is you would know steve i would i am a true thug let me tell you just an og over here 
I think ultimately going back to the flight party boat briefly, but I would like to come back to horse names because I have a, a tidbit I wanted to say on that. So I think ultimately I would have to just call the flight party boat, our friend, the boat. That's good. It's gotta be our friend. Come on. It's gotta be right there. But uh, horse names, it just made me think of, you're familiar with uh, Legend of Zelda Breath of the Wild, right? So I'm familiar with that. I haven't played it. Okay. So you can name your horses in the game. Okay. So as you get horses, you can name them. And I just, during my playthrough, I just like got, I don't know why. I just decided to name all the horses like Seinfeld references. (laughs) Yeah. So like one of them was like Mulva. And my favorite one was there's like a gargantuan giant horse that you can get at some point in the game. And I named him Little Jerry. <laughs> I love it. I love that contrasting. It's like when people have like a St. Bernard, like that's vicious and kills people, but then it's named like Tiny Cuddles or something. Yeah, Cuddles. It's, it's like calling a big guy Tiny. There is, um, oh God, what was it? That kind of reminds me of Pokemon a little bit. We're like, you can name your Pokemon. You like if you catch a Pikachu, you don't have to name it. Like it does its name doesn't have to be Pikachu. You can change it. And so, like, of course, I would always catch Pokemon and name it like Dipshit McGee or something like that. <laughs> <laughs> like my Pokemon like roster was just like Dipshit McGee, dumb ass. Like I don't just a bunch See, of dumb names. That checks out because so we use Zencaster to talk and record this and you sign in every time as dumb fuck one word dumb fuck dumb fuck yeah yes exactly whereas my sign in is kelly hinkle because kelly's the one that's kelly up for the owns the zencaster so technically yeah. kelly hinkle does every episode of flyperbole if you look at the zencaster records good shit kelly well yeah, done she is a talented talented woman let me tell you She's producing hits on the podcast streams, even without being on the podcast. She's just an otherworldly presence. She really is. She's doing all of this vicariously through you. That's incredible. (laughs) I feel the spirit of the Hinks in me. Yeah. Oh, she's, she's with us right now. Hi, Kelly. The Hinksy spirit. Yeah. Amen. Legit thought you were breaking out the Halo theme. And I was about to start <laughs> screaming it, Steve. Oh, see, I've never, I was never it's a not big Halo guy because I, my brain cannot process first person shooters properly. So that was like the first game that I was like obsessed with. Well, the first game I was obsessed with was like, I think Guitar Hero, but then it was like, I got really into Halo and like, that was, that changed everything. I wanted to get really into Halo. And I'm just terrible at first-person shooters. Absolutely horrible at them. I, it's funny. Like Most of them I'm really bad at. Like Call of Duty, I was not that good. Awful at Call but of Duty. Halo, I was sick. I was so good at Halo. I wasn't one of those like MLG players. Because like, there were some people who was like, join my clan. And then they like became MLG players. And they were like these hotshot. Like, oh my god, he's an MLG guy. Like... I never even tried to join MLG because like, I just didn't really get it that much. And I don't know. I was just like playing in like in the games that I would play, I would dominate. So I don't know how I would do against like actual like freaks, but I was really good at Halo. <laughs> Halo three in particular. That was my jam. Actual freaks. <laughs> yeah. Like some of these people were lunatic. Like, have you seen that one dork ninja? I've heard like, of it, yes, I've heard of it. And the shit he does on, what's that, on Fortnite? Like, 
like if you watch him do it, you're like, how are you even doing what you're doing right now? Like you don't have a life. There are people that just do the craziest, dumbest video game shit. Like I saw somebody had a perfect run through on Elden Ring, which is supposed to be a pretty hard game. And they used like a saxophone as a controller. Oh, wow. Like a weird like video game saxophone was the controller they used. (laughs) just like is what are you doing with your time like i mean respect right because i probably couldn't have a perfect run on i've never even played elden ring but like i probably couldn't have a perfect run because i don't have the patience to do such a thing but like and also like there's just too much to do now like i feel like maybe back in way back when when i had very little to do i could have sometimes done something like that but i definitely couldn't do it now and i couldn't do it on a, a video game controller saxophone yeah, like I remember there were some people who would play Call of Duty, like they'd figure out a way to play Call of Duty on like their guitar hero guitar. Yep, or like their and Dance Dance Revolution pad. Yeah, and I'm like, that. <laughs> it made no sense. Um, so something funny that I just discovered. Um, so you know how like, like do you know what a speed run is? Yes, I am familiar with the concept of a speed run, yeah, where you're trying to get through the game basically as fast as you can start to finish. Yeah, so Halo 3 was like, I don't know, like, uh, for me, I could probably get through the entire game in like seven hours because I was just like, I played the campaign a million times, so I just knew everything. That's how I was with the first Metal Gear Solid. I probably could have, if I if there's one game in my life I could have done a, a good speed run through, it would have been the first Metal Gear Solid, because I played that like 20 times. I bet, yeah. But, so, someone did the Halo 3 speed run, and they beat the entire game in an hour. And then... <laughs> what? So... Someone beat The Last of Us, which... Uh, have you played The Last of Us? I love The Last of Us. The Last of okay. Us is one of my favorite games of all time. And I can't even imagine playing that quickly, let alone beating it in whatever time you're about to say. So to get, to beat The Last of Us, it's like a 30-hour game. Yeah. Someone beat it in two hours. Two hours? <laughs> I don't know how that's, that's ridiculous. possible. Like, the the cutscenes alone are two hours. I so know. I'm like... I can't even imagine. I can't fathom beating The Last of Us in that time. And like, I'm, I mean, I'm still destroyed from The Last of Us Part 2. Like I, I, that the ending to that game was so emotionally devastating to me that I like stared at my my off TV for 20 minutes afterwards. Both of the The Last of Us Part 1 and 2 are just both two of the most gut-wrenching games and like i keep playing them over and over again and i'm like why am i why am i doing this to myself the games are so good there's just so it's so good well the gameplay the game plays out of control it's like best gameplay i've ever seen and the just what i love is the desperation that like when you're fighting one of the opposing humans like you can feel the desperation in the fight you can just it oozes out and it's one of those things that feels awful, but so good at the same time. Yeah. It's, it's my God. There I wasn't stakes. expecting to, I wasn't expecting to talk about video games, but like literally yeah. I could do a video game. I could talk about video games all day. I, I freaking love video games. That's one of the only things like I've, I've loved having Bruce, but uh, I haven't had as much gaming time. And like, I kind of wish I just had a little bit more gaming time, but I've started carving yeah. it out again. I'm trying to finish horizon zero. Not wait, not, 
Zero Dawn, Forbidden West, Horizon, ah, Forbidden yeah. West, but the DLC. So I finished Forbidden West like maybe two months ago, and I've been working my way through the DLC, which is not a ton, but like when you move your entire life and you get a puppy, like you're not going to have a lot of time for gaming. Yeah. Like even me, like for like I got a lot of free time and like I'm really only to like between work and writing and, you know, all the others like going on dates and stuff with my girlfriend. Like there's just not a ton of (laughs) there's just not a ton of stuff that like I don't have a lot of time to play video games. So I, I try and set it aside like. I don't know, maybe a couple days a week where I might play, but sometimes I don't play at all for a couple of weeks. Yeah, I'm, I'm kind of at the point where it's like I get it, I get a little like Saturday, Sunday afternoon time and I'm cool with that. Like, I think this past Sunday I got like three hours of gaming time and it was awesome. I just kind of yeah. vegged out. I drank a beer. It was fantastic. I love doing that. Yeah, I did that a couple of weeks ago and it was awesome. Yeah, a late night like. A late Friday night or like a Sunday, Saturday afternoon, like gaming session is like, it just feels good. It's immaculate. It's immaculate. The vibes are immaculate with that. Now, where the vibes are not always immaculate are intramural intramural sports. Steve, let me tell you something. Okay. So like you play, you've played an intramural sport. Like have you played an intramural league before? Yes. It's been a couple years. uh, As we often say on the show, it's been a while, but- Yes, I used to play floor hockey in a league in Roxborough in the Philadelphia area. And let me tell you, those motherfuckers got competitive. And I'll admit, I got competitive myself. I'll I'll give a quick story before we get to, because this is your topic that you added. So I want to see where you're going with this. But my story, I had like a couple times. The first time was my fault, where we were in a playoff game. And if you've met me, I've got a little bit of heft to me, okay? I'm a little bit of a larger man. So the thing about floor hockey, I'm dirt-ass slow. I cannot run. <laughs> so for me, the thing is, like, I am hard to move, okay? And I can also <laughs> move other people. So, like, I kind of am just like a Aristo out there, if you will, except not nearly oh, yeah. as tall or handsome or any of that stuff. But it's... Anyway, regardless, like, I was a little enthusiastic going towards the boards for a puck. I usually played either defense or basically wing where I would just line up in front of the goalie and screen the goalie. And I was playing defense and there was a guy heading into the boards and I was going for the ball. And I kind of accidentally decked this guy pretty hard into the boards. Like I did not do it, but well, it turned out he was one of the refs in the league. So that was not a great look for me. Oh, well, the refs would also play on teams. That's how you kind of, you know, kept the environment going. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So I kind of decked the ref and uh, he wasn't the ref at the time, mind you, he was on the other team, but still. Yeah. 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 I, I, I hit him a little hard. I was like, Oh my God, I am so sorry. <laughs> like it wasn't a hockey hit, like a Scott Stevens noted war criminal Scott Stevens hit where you're like, yeah, eat it jerk. I, I was just like, Oh my God, I'm so sorry. I didn't mean to do that. <laughs> Was he, was he okay? He was like, fine. Was he... he was fine. He, he just needed okay. to d- dust it off. But like, it looked really bad to everybody on the bench. My team was like, holy shit, what did you do? Like, was he, like he wasn't a jerk about it or anything? No, he was cool about it. Okay. He was cool about it. But it could have been very bad for me. So yeah. that was the first uh, incident. And the second incident, we were playing this team. And my team was up like 4 nothing late in the game. And there's this guy on the other team. And he was trying to dump 
the ball into our zone. And for some reason, I was just on a, I don't know, I was on a hot streak with deflecting it. I deflected it like three times in a row and he was getting very pissed off about it. So (laughs) he finally gets it over my head and I turn around, start running back for it. And then as I'm running back for it, I feel like somebody at my, I feel something at my back and my instincts just say, okay, turn like, and while I'm turning, I kind of lead with my elbow, not on purpose. And the guy ran right into me. Yeah. And like, mind you, there was a ton of clearance on either side. He could have gone either way. He ran right into me. So to everybody else, it looked like I elbowed this guy, but Rafi Torres. Yeah. Right. But no, the guy ran into me and then he like tried to fight me. He's like, you want to go? And I'm like, no, this is, this is sneaker hockey. My guy, I don't want to go. Yeah, really? Come on. I don't know what it is. Like you get, you put a hockey stick in someone's hands and they just, they're, they're like adrenaline and they're just willingness to just, they just want to fight everybody. Oh yeah. And it's like, what's going on? Dude, it's I got a magical it. stick. It's a magical stick. A truly magical stick. I dude, you're right. You're hundred percent right about that. And I loved floor hockey, but I got hurt so goddamn much playing that. Like I just sprained so many ankles. I got some of the worst scrapes and cuts and bruises of my life, but you know what? It was a lot of fun, but I am too damn old for that shit at this point. I got a lot of nasty bruises from like blocking shots and like, that's not fun. Like taking one of those balls hurts. Oh my god, the, those balls hurt real bad. Oh, they hurt real oh, bad. Oh man, we're, we're having a good time with the cock robin and talking about how much balls. Yeah, hurt. we are. Yeah, wow. <laughs> <It's> magical sticks. <laughs> magical sticks. Your sister's ass. Sister's ass. But dude, yeah, like me and a bunch of my friends did. We did like an intramural kickball league this summer, and none of us were like taking it serious it's kickball for god's sake it's like, kickball it's a giant if you take inflatable kick- rubber ball yeah if you take like i the reason we did kickball is because like no one can possibly take it this serious and for the most part every team we faced took it not serious like we so we were terrible our team lost all but one game all but one of our seven games so we sucked really bad but like we had fun and we weren't like douchey about it like we went there had fun we were drinking on the field it was just it was a really good time that's what it was that's what the whole thing's intended for except for yesterday we played our final kickball game of the season and this team that we played against was borderline like they might as well have been a pro team like they had strategy they were like pulling the pitcher they had a reliever like a a closer and all this and like oh my god they were shifting the field and i was like what is happening shifting? get the they were shifting and shit and i'm just like you guys are such dorks and like they all wore cleats no. and like i sometimes like if you have unstable like if you don't have the best ankle support like okay wear cleats but like they were wearing cleats because they were douchebags not because they needed support <laughs> and so like they were all wearing cleats and everything, and they were just beating the shit out of like after two innings, they were up like nine nothing. And so it was just like it wasn't even fun. But the thing, like, we were getting our asses kicked. We were laughing, having a good time, like we were making jokes. And the other team, like, if someone like, you know, kicked the ball and someone 
like made a play to first. They like like if someone made a nice catch or something or dove like dove. this this uh, <laughs> dude they were diving. I ain't they were diving, diving for shit. Not in kick. And I was not just, a chance. I'm like these people are going so hard and they weren't even smiling or com- like complimenting each other like hey nice play at first bro like What a way to spend no, your Tuesday night. They were miserable people. Good and Lord. I just I can't I can't believe how serious they took intramural kickball, Steve. Like, I don't get it. They were in the wrong league. They should have been in the most competitive league because we were in, like, one of the ones where it's like, yeah, we don't give a shit. Yeah. So it's like, what that they might have picked the wrong league because, uh, like, I th- you know, some people also just like being big fish in small ponds, you know? Yeah. Well, that's pathetic. Yeah. They suck. They, they need to was... get promoted to the kickball Premier League. Yeah, I hope they enjoy that honor it's, that no one will know about. That shit is just ridiculous. And it, it reminds me, there's a, do you know the show Happy Endings? I don't. So Happy Endings was a very short-lived sitcom. Uh, it's like only three seasons. It's very funny. Uh, they do a kickball episode where like they join an intramural like kickball league, essentially. And that has the competitiveness and everything. So I think you might appreciate that after your experience here. Yeah. yeah. I mean, it was just, it was crazy. And we were like trying to, you know, have fun with them. We were like giving them compliments and stuff. And they were just, they were like dead eye focused. I'm like, you guys are, you guys were like genetically created to play kickball, kickball. in like some sort of, some sort of science lab somewhere. Like you guys are cyborg kickball people, the, the, whatever you are. The Pete Rose of kickball. Yeah. They saw, I, I don't even remember what their team name was. I bet it was something I bet they were like the kickers, the kickers, stupid. just like a real meat and potatoes name right there. Something boring. I'm yeah. sure. Now, what, what's your Let's team see. name? Uh, off in church. So then when you beat us, you beat off in church. <laughs> Jesus <laughs> Christ. You really dumb fuck that one. Yeah. So <laughs> yeah, that was elaborate. I was not, that was... I was definitely not expecting that. Yeah, so then when you lose to us, you you look bad. <laughs> you do, and and God looks down upon you and your shame. All right, so some of the teams we've we played against were like they were fun names. Like we had one called Rich City. I don't know what that that's a reference to something. I don't know what it is. Uh <laughs> old Kickies. Oh, there you go. Um, there you go. Then we faced off against It's Kick James, bitch. I love that. That's great. Um we faced kickballers, which is like, yeah, it's kind of fun. Sure. Um, and then we faced off against the Lil Willies. That's the team we faced yesterday. The Lil Willies. Okay. Nothing fun about that. No, no. It sounds like it should be something fun, but it isn't. Like Lil Willies sounds like a bad pizza parlor. <laughs> it does. It does. Hey, you going to Lil Willies tonight after the game? Cool. Get a pint. I'm not going to Little Willie's. It's it's garbage. I'm not doing that anymore. Like that's drunk pizza. I punished sure. my body enough to eat that dirt yeah. pizza. That's what my buddy no. would call it back in college. He'd be like, uh, "We could either order uh, nice pizza or we could order dirt pizza because all of us are broke, so we'd order dirt pizza most of the time." Yeah, no, I mean, yeah, Jesus. Well, if you're listening, if you're a member of Little Willie's and you're listening to this podcast, you suck. <laughs> <laughs> just uh fantastic. have some fun in your life strong statement right there from quakes you suck you suck you suck what doesn't suck 
are the Eagles' new alternate jerseys. The Kelly Green jerseys are back, baby. They are back, Steve. They're beautiful. Oh, they are so nice. I try. So I like tried to log on to the team store on the internet. What was it? Monday morning. Yeah. And, uh, it crashed. <laughs> like, no, there was no way I could do it. So like, it was just between yeah. the popularity and just the utter shittiness of fanatics. And this podcast brought to you by fanatics. Oh, wow. How about that? No, it's not as far as I know. It's not. And if it is uh sorry, not sorry, but yeah, yeah they give us their money. It fanatics. crashed. I, did happen to get on and get one that you know might be a size up from what I usually get, but it'll probably fit just right. So yeah, well, I did have to thing, get though. on and get one. That's good because like, like I most of the football season is like played in hoodie weather, right, or cold weather. So this is good because you can wear it over your hoodie. I have a Kelsey jersey and it fits like really weird to be honest with you. So yeah, I probably need one a size up. Um, which player did you get? Kelsey, Jason Kelsey. Oh, you so okay. So you got. Did you have a Jason Kelsey jersey before this one too? Oh, so this. Oh, you mean for this one? I got Hertz for this one. Okay, that's what I was gonna say. I got Hertz right. for this one. I had a Jason. I got a Jason Kelsey jersey like two, three years ago. Okay, got it. Because I was like, I wanted a new Eagles one, and I'm like, well, Jason Kelsey's the one to get because like he's my fucking spirit animal on that team. He's the man. He's the man. He's so awesome. He's so he's fantastic. But I'm glad they're bringing it back. I'm glad they're doing. I feel like every franchise should do at least one or two throwback nights a year. Like the Phillies wear the powder blues a bunch nowadays, and it's fucking awesome. The powder blues yeah. are some of the best jerseys in sports. They're awesome. I wish the Sixers would wear the throwback, like the ones that say Phila on it. Those are so yeah, cool. Yeah. I, I feel like the Sixers need the ones that say Phila for all the away games. Like that, that's just a great look. And then like the Eagles wear the Kelly greens a couple times a year. It's going to be really, really fun. Uh, I'm kind of bummed. They're only wearing them twice. I, I kind of wish they had like a third game. Yeah, I agree. I agree. I, I would see them on like whenever I play Madden, I, always put the Kelly green on for the Eagles. Like almost every yeah. time. They're so good. They're gorgeous. Like, They're just, like, I wonder, crisp. I love the old logo. Like it's yeah. great to see them embracing it. I love the current logo and the current uniforms. Like the midnight green is great, but like, I would not be mad if they went back to the Kelly green full time. No, like not at all. I love the Kelly green more than I can even explain. It just pops, man. Like it's, and it's been good to see a lot of the returns to the, the classic colors, if you will. Yeah. 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 And that, you know, I, I wanted to use this opportunity to talk about the, the flyers with their Jersey revealed recently, because like it, it feels like the flyers got so much right. And so much not right. And like the Eagles just nailed this one. They knocked it out of the park. The reveal yeah. video was even great. And our own Eric Lindros got a little bit of shot in that reveal video, which was cool. I, I really, that was really cool. I was like, yeah. Oh, it's Eric Lindros. Biggie. I did a little fist yeah. pump. I was happy about it. Yeah. That was such a sick reveal video too. It was everything about it was great. Like from Lindros and being in there, like giving the flyers a little bit of love. And then just the whole thing, the uniforms though. God, they're so nice. DJ Jazzy Jeff did the voiceover. Yeah. God. Oh my God. Fly- it was just perfect. <laughs> the Flyers rolled out a very confusing motto or slogan for this year. And again, they, they did like a, what well, we, we said it was basically a B job on the jerseys, right? Like we like the nameplate. We like the back numbers, the 
sleeve numbers are garbage and it, it needs the piping. Listen, I, I'm not ready to say that the Flyers new uniforms are bad. No, I don't I, think they're I, bad at all. I think they're, I think they're good. Could have been great. It could have been great, but I think they're definitely good. But and I think their I'm rollout really... was just not as, as clean and fresh. Like the Eagles, right. like, the Eagles, even though they teased it a little too much, you know, they got, they, I think they did. Yeah. They, yeah. they kind of just teased us a little too much with it, but like, I thought the flyers, like I thought that when they actually revealed it, it was super cool. Like everything was great about it. Whereas the flyers, like again, they did a pretty good job with it, but it could have been better. I think what the Eagles should have done is just like every throwback Thursday or like every Thursday for like a month or like five weeks or something like that. Just like keep posting like Kelly green throwback Thursdays every Thursday for a month. Yeah. And then that like after that, like the next Thursday, just be like, no longer throwback, like or something like, yeah, like, something like the, that. It's yeah. no throwback anymore, and then just release it, and then everyone would be like, oh my god, it's happening today. It's you just know? Thursday. And, yeah, it's yes, yes, that's what it should be. It's just Thursday. It's just Thursday. Dot, dot, dot. Yeah, <laughs> that would have been a fun way to do it too. It would have. But... It's just Thursday. Dot dot dot. The Kellys are back. Beautiful. But they did a great job. They look fantastic. And, you know, again, I like the Flyers jerseys. Wish they had done a little bit more. It is cool seeing the... I'm looking at this diagram they released earlier with some of the new jersey numbers on the team. It is cool seeing the old numbers back with the the more burnt orange type on there. On the, yeah. Even just like the little graphics. Like, it is cool to see. Yeah, it looks good. It looks good. And I like a lot of these numbers, too. For this new era of orange. And yes, this is the most exciting Flyers news we can talk about. I guess we could talk about Morgan Frost not being signed, but nobody knows what the fuck's going on with that. And even if it's even a big deal, we have no idea. I'll be honest. I love jersey number analysis. Oh, I'm into it. I'm into it's jersey analysis, jersey number analysis. Like this, it, this is the weird minutia that I live for. Let's, so do you want to go through these one by one? Yeah, we can do a quick rating. We could do the old Flavor Town rating, if you will. But, All right, uh, so I'm going to say Tyson Forrester, he's first. He's number 71 after being 52 last season. We knew he wasn't going to keep 52. He wanted 18, but then Eric Stahl came Mark and Stahl. said... Well, Mark the, or Excuse me, Mark Stahl came and said, that's my number, you can't have there it. There are like and uh, so, 45 Stahls around. Yeah. <laughs> So Tyson Forster's like, all right, I'll go to 71, which I've been wearing with the Phantoms. And I'll be honest, I give this an A. Oh, I love, I love this. I love it. Because it's unique. That's the thing. Like, if it was 18, it's like, that's boring. Also, I always associate, and I, I kind of want to do this uh, crib and idea from uh, the great J-Po in the the Slack chat, Jason, who does all the great sandwich articles and everything for BSH. Uh, I wanted to crib an idea from him and kind of say who you associate all these numbers with the great thing about 71. I don't associate that number with anybody. Yeah, it's great. I mean, well, I wouldn't say that there, there's a certain someone who has a pretty good history playing in the uh, metropolitan division. The one, the only Max Wilman, Steve, I, you know what? I was like, I'm sitting there. I'm like, did Max Wilman wear that number? Because I couldn't remember. I don't, I don't think about Max Wilman very often, if ever, in my life. Yes. That's crazy. I don't know why. I, I know. A very important player. Where there's a Wilman, there's a way. There is not. There is definitely not. This is not the way. No, I, I love 71. I hope he I love it. it. That's a full trip to Flavortown right there. Rock the 71, buddy. Yep. Unique. 
I, I think it looks good. I, I love the like. There's something I love about like that high number and then the low second digit. I don't know what yeah. it is. Fifty two wasn't good, but seventy one is. Yeah, seventy one is real good. tight. I like that. It's tight, tight, tight. Now, tight. not so unique is Noah Cates, who is going to twenty seven, and I think it goes without saying who we associate that with. And Quakes, you said it earlier, who we all associate this with. Max Talbot, baby. Of course, Max Talbot with his <laughs> penguins tattoo and his shushing and no, it's Max Talbot. God damn, I fucking hate that guy. Uh, <laughs> Max Talbot, longtime listener of the show. No, Noah Cates is wearing 27. We all associate that with Ron Hextall and whatever you say about Ron Hextall, he still smashed Chris Chelios in the head with his blocker defending Brian Propp. So Ron Hextall is forever a Flyers legend. He also very funny. In. Yeah. But yeah, Noah Cates were in 27. Yeah. I don't know. I give it a, I give it a B. A B. It's a solid number, but again, yeah. a lot of Flyers history there. Yeah. yeah. I'm, I'm hoping that who knows, like maybe Cates was really good as a rookie. Maybe he'll put together a nice career with the Flyers and create a new um, 27, you know, some, some more, Positive memories for the number 27. Dude, he might be the 1C at this point if Coots isn't healthy. And that's a big question. We don't know. <laughs> it's a real big Torts question. loves him. I wouldn't put it past Torts to get, make him the 1C if Coots ain't, like, himself yet. What a Like, season. if he has to knock off some rust. What a season we're in store for. I am so excited. Yeah. I just can't hide it. So, Ronnie Adderd. Ronnie Adderd is wearing number 23. And we all associate that with Oski Boy over there. Oski Boy. Oh, I miss Oscar Limbaugh. But uh, 23 is still a good number. And I like Adderd wearing it more. Who was wearing it last season? Um, Who was wearing there it? There was somebody season? wearing it because we kind of were like, not only do we get rid of Oski Boy, but somebody's t- wearing his number. Was it uh, that guy who just like quit in the middle of the season? Oh, my God. Who was that? We just talked about him the other day. Said Lucas Sedlak. Was yes, Sedlak. Sedlak. Uh, let's see. 20. You know, you think as a Flyers podcast, we would remember such things. But, you know, we've been trying to block this all out of our head. So there's good reason to not remember this. I truly do not remember. I think it was him. Lucas it was. Sedlak. It was Lucas Sedlak. So that yeah. one's not such a slap, slap in the face because Sedlak was pretty good before he just decided he'd rather not play in the NHL than play for yeah. the Flyers. <laughs> Valid, honestly. What insanity that like I actually forgot that happened until we talked about that in the Slack the other day. <laughs> <laughs> It's it's just it, it. I know we talked about it recently, but it, it reminds me of that Vontae Davis thing when he retired from the Colts. Like less than a, a half into the season, it's just. Oh yeah, yeah. Oh no, the Bills, the Bills, not the Colts, the Bills. The Bills. I mean, the Colts suck too. So <laughs> yeah. No, either yeah. one would have applied. Yeah. So uh, Adder's moving to twenty three. I mean, that's you know. I'll give that a C. I don't know. I'm not crazy about it. A, I always think of Michael Jordan. I don't. Michael Jordan, Ronnie Adder. Same What's guy. the difference? What's, I, What's the same it's guy? The same picture. Yeah. Same exact thing, Steve. Yeah. Need some more donkey sauce on that one, Ronnie. Come on, more donkey sauce. Next up, Wade Allison is going to 17. And this one is, again, a pretty iconic number around these parts. And, you know, it's a it's a shame to see other people wearing 17. But, you know, Rod the Bod. No, we're thinking of Wade Simmons. And believe me, I love Rod Brindamore. Yeah. Huge Rod Brindamore fan back in the day. But at this point, 17 
is Wayne Simmons number. And it, it's just, yes, it is. It's one of those that always just things just a very slight bit to see other people wear. That's my thing. And I'm giving this a C minus for Alice. C minus. There you go. I, I love the number. I love the number 17 on the flyers, but if you're going to wear a 17, you better, you better represent that number. Well, you know, and, and I like Wade Allison a lot, but again, he can't stay on the ice. So maybe we won't be seeing 17 on there very much. Prove me wrong, Wade. I don't know. Prove me wrong. I I like Wade Allison as a player, but like, I just don't know if he's worthy of 17. Mm, Fair enough. That is fair. Yeah. Like we're 15 or something. Definitely needs some donkey sauce, you know, definitely needs some donkey sauce. Yeah. Yeah, 15, Pat Falloon right there. Fat Balloon. <laughs> there you go. Uh, fat Balloon. Fat Balloon. One of the great nicknames in Flyers history, Pat Falloon being called Fat Balloon. <laughs> so good. So good. Next up, Cam York going to number eight. I think he was wearing 45 before, right? He was, yeah. And you know what, Steve? I'm going to give this a solid B because okay. B is not only an accurate letter grade for his new number change, but it also looks like the number eight. Oh, wow. How about that? Oh, who, wow. Who do you associate eight with? <laughs> Nick Grossman. <laughs> Nick Grossman. <laughs> and Robert Hag. And Robert Hag. Oh, Bobby Big Hag. Or Bobby yeah. Big Hits, as Kurt pulled out in the slack the other day. <laughs> yeah, Bobby Big Hits. I haven't heard Bobby Big Hits in a minute. That, was, uh, that made me pretty happy to hear. I think of Mark Recchi. Mark Recchi is my number eight. I always think of him. Uh, Dr. Mark Recchi, as uh, I think Marek Mashinsky used to call him. <laughs> but yeah, I always think of Mark Recchi. So this one, I, I'm going with more of a B minus for this because I think of Mark Recchi. But again, Cam York probably wasn't even alive when Mark Recchi was playing hockey. Yeah. <laughs> no, didn't Mark, I, Mark I, Recchi was still playing as of like 2012, I think. When I first started watching hockey, um, Grossman was the number eight on the Ugh. Flyers at the time. So God. like, he's like, that's the first thing I think of. It's... It's awful. I know. Did he have but a second? York is. Did he have a second N at that point? No. This is before the, the second <laughs> N just showed up. So weird. It was a very weird situation there. Next up, Zamola has moved to five, and yeah, five's a solid number. I think the last guy to wear five was Phil Myers, right? I think so. Yeah, I think so. Five is a good number. I like like. I feel like if you're going to wear five as a flyer, you just have to be a giant because like, I don't know, like Myers was a big dude. He wore number five. Zamula's is he's big. He's number five. I can't remember if Sam Moran wore five. Oh, I know so he wore 55. He wore 55, but I think he moved. Did he move this? Hmm. Now, this is an interesting question. I'm going to look this up real quick because I have yeah. hockey reference up. Samuel Moran, Slamuel himself, he wore 55 and 55. That's it? That's all he wore? He wore all three of those. So I see a photo of him wearing number five right now. Yeah, so he, he wore 50, he wore five, and he wore 55. Oh, okay, okay. Now I see. What the man loved fives. He did. Big uh, big five guy. Big five. Big five. Which five I kind of like. like five. I think 55 is a great number for a defenseman. Like five and fifty five are excellent. I was bummed he didn't keep fifty five. To be honest, like let's get some weird, unique numbers. Like I know it's a, a sign that you've made it if you get the lower number, but yeah, come on, where's some weird shit? Like for, I want Forrester to embrace seventy one. I do too, and I think he will. Yeah, I don't know. I like I love fifty five as a number for a defenseman. As a forward, no, 
stay away from 55. I think I think the reason I like it is because like 55 is such a like legendary linebacker number. And like if you're a defenseman in the NHL, like you know, if you're especially if you're a big guy who kind of hits, like it would make sense for you to be 55. So yeah. And it's funny because like Zamula doesn't really I wouldn't necessarily call him someone who's going to like Scott Stevens the hell out of people. But like he's I don't know. I like it. I like five. I like five for him. Um, Five and 55, I think, are solid numbers for defensemen. I approve. So I give that I'll give that I'll give that a B plus. Weird name that came to my mind for number five was Kevin Holler who was a player back in the 90s for the Flyers and not really that notable of a player, but he he popped into my head for number five. But uh, Braden Coburn really should be the guy we're all thinking of yeah. because he was He's... here forever. And he yeah, I think five. of Coburn. Yeah. yeah. All right. So we got a little bit more. Do you want to do the new numbers too? Yeah, let's do it all because what else are we talking about? Nothing, nothing at all. Nothing at all. Nothing at all. Nothing at all. So the first up, (laughs) the first one here, I didn't even like remember who this was at first. I saw the name Peterson and I'm like, who is Peterson? (laughs) And it took me a few minutes. I'm like, Doug Peterson? No. Oh, Cal Peterson, the goaltender. And he's wearing number 40, which I don't. I I don't like it. (laughs) I'm not a fan. And I think maybe it's because I think of Vinny (laughs) LeCavier. I actually don't hate it. Believe it or not, I don't hate it, and I'm going to give it a C plus. Oh wow! How about that? I'm giving not it, amazing. I'm giving it a D. <laughs> not bad. Not a bad number, but now there are some there are some fun names on in Flyers history for the number forty here. Now, who was the last Flyer? Little trivia question for you: Who was the last Flyer to wear forty before Peterson? Uh, oh boy, um, forty. It was not LeCavalier. It was not LeCavalier. There was a guy who was here the year after LeCavalier. In fact, I think he might have been acquired in the LeCavalier deal. Oh, man. Um, He's a real, like, quad A player. And I think his... I think I upset his aunt with a fake uh, article that I put up on BroadStreetHockey.com. I can't tell you. That would be... Hold on to your butts, folks. Jordan Wheel. Oh, my God. How did I forget? Very easy. Very easy. I I was thinking about Jordan Wheel, but didn't he switch his number eventually to something else? He wore, apparently he wore 40 from 2017 to 2019. Wow. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. And then the other guy I think of is Vinny Prospel. Vaclav Prospel. Ah, that's actually, he actually, Jordan Wheel changed his number to 19. Oh, wow. And then he got traded. Yep. Yeah. R.I.P.D. Jordan Wheel. What a career. Rip. Rip. <laughs> oh, the next one up is Walker. What the fuck is this guy's first name? I, I'm, uh, Sean Walker. Sean Walker. That's it. I'm, I, Sean Walker is actually, I like Sean Walker as like a bottom. I've heard he's pretty good. He's pretty, yeah, pretty, he's not pretty bad. good. There you go. But he's, uh, he's wearing 26. And that's another one that has a strong association. That's Brian Prop's number. And again, I'm sure plenty of people have worn 26 because it's Brian Prop, but that's who I always think of. And who's the most recent one? Tyler Watherspoon was the last one to wear 26 with Christian Follin doing it before that. Oh, Christian Follin. How oh, could God. I forget? And Carlo now- Yakovo and then Eric Gustafson won. 
I was about to say, Eric Gustafson. Can't forget about Eric, the OG Eric Gustafson. Oh, my God. There are some great names on the 26th list. We got Eric Gustafson, Danny Savret, Steve Eminger, Jimmy Vandermeer, oh. Michael Hanzus. Zeus. Michael Hanzus, by the way, I feel like we need to do an episode where we run down some of the best flows in Flyers history. Michael Hanzus, hands down, has to be in the top five for best flow in Flyers history. You I know would- who this is? No. Look him up real quick. I want you to look him up right now. What's his name? Michael Hanzus? Yeah. So Michael, M-I-C-H-A-L, no E. And then the last name is H-A-N-D-Z-U-S. Oh, okay. The guy had... Oh, Hanzus. Yeah. Uh, Yeah, I remember seeing him around. Yeah. But he had big time, like... Oh, wow. Look at that. Big curly hair. Big time curly hair. Wow. He looks like Bon Jovi. Yeah. Awesome. And he had one of the best nicknames. Like everybody called him Zeus. So like when he would score, people would go Zeus. Yeah. I remember seeing Han Zeus around. I remember when he was on the Sharks and the Blackhawks. Oh, looking at some others. So we have uh, Ruslan Fedotenko, Rusty Feds. He was a 26 guy. And Valerie Zelopukin. Oh, baby. Zelopukin. Anytime you got poo in your name. It's rough. Yeah, it is a rough time right there. So, yeah, 26, quite a history. How do you feel about the 26 for Sean Walker? I give it a B. I go. like it. Okay. Not amazing, but I give it a, I'll give it a B. I'll make it a B minus, but still a B. Still a B. Still a B. Yeah. Yeah. Next up, Ryan Paling. Did we decide on that pronunciation? Paling. Paling. Yeah, Paling. How about that? We're in 25, and there's some strong associations for 25. I mean, the first one I think of is Keith Primo. Uh, a lot of people would think about JVR, who was wearing 25 until very, very recently. Uh, who do you associate 25 with, JVR? I swear to God, Steve, you're going to laugh so hard. I'm excited. This is one of my, like, ultimate, like, uh, like, I have, there's no reason why I should have a crush on this player as much as I do, but I do. Ryan White. <laughs> Ryan White. Dude, I loved Ryan White so much. I just used Ryan White on the, the Puck Doku recently. I did, too. For the uh, uh, Canadians and Wild? Yeah, yeah. That yeah, was the one. <laughs> yeah, me too. That was a very um, low percentage too. I think it was under 1%. Yeah, I think it was like 0. 0.4 or something. Yeah. But like, dude, Ryan White, I loved him on the Flyers. He, I, I get it. He wasn't really good. But like, it's not like he was useless. Like he scored goals and he, he beat fun. the shit out of everybody. He was a fun dude in like... I don't know. He was an easy guy to root for from what I can remember. He was so, I loved that guy. (laughs) I I was so bummed when they let him go. Ryan White is an association there. Nick Cousins wore it. Maxime Talbot. Max Talbot popping back up again. How about that? Uh, Matt Carl. Patrick Thorison. Oh, yeah, that's a good one. We've already mentioned balls in this one. Oh, poor Patrick. And uh, any other good ones? Sean Podine, one of my favorites. Sean Podine. In case you don't know that spelling, as S H. J-O-N for the Sean. And that's why Sean Podine lives rent-free in my head. Keith Acton, tough Acton, to Acton, Acton. And then uh, Peter Zezel. A lot of fun names for 25. Zezel. Zezel. Oh, it's a, what a great name, great player. Love Peter Zezel. Uh, 25. Again, I think Keith Primo primarily. And man, what a captain he was. Solid number. I think 25 is a very good number. I'm giving it an A. Oh, there you go. An A. All right. Next up, 
one of the names that does not exactly flow off the tongue, Garnet Hathaway. Yes. 19. 19? You know, I think we... Uh, my first association is Scott Hart. It's actually funny because, like, for me, it's no like it should be Scott Hartnell, but for me, it's Nolan Patrick because it was just such a shit show. His entire tenure. career, yeah. Which, like, granted, it's out of his control, but like, I don't know. It like it's still it's so burned into my mind. Like, what could have been like Patrick nineteen on the Flyers? Like, I had dreams of him being very, very, very oh, good, and then we all did. That, yeah, that didn't happen. It did, so. did not happen, but yeah, he's wearing 19. Other notable 19s, we've got uh, Derek Broussard. Oh, yeah, that's right. Uh, one year of Jordan Wheel. There you go. Scott Hartnell, feel like, as we said. I feel like 19 would, like if it was someone else, it would be an A. But like Hathaway just doesn't strike me as a 19. No. Garnet Hathaway. Yeah, he's something else. I'm going to call him 19. Gary. I don't like Garnet. Gary Hathaway. Gary. Gary. There you go. Old Hathy. How about old Hathy over there? Kyle Calder. Bronco Radovojevich. Oh, what a name Bronco Radovojevich had. Paul Ranheim. Alexander Daig. Oh, I saw that hat trick game. Never forget. He was, what a bust of a number two pick he was, but he scored that hat trick game. Michael Remberg. Legion of Doom, right wing, Michael Remberg. He's, he's my number two nineteen. I think at this point after Scott Hartnell, I mean, Scott Hartnell. Yeah, that makes sense. Scott Hartnell is the more recent one, but man, I always think of Renberg and then uh, another pod favorite, Scott Mellenby, Mellenby of the infinite sadness. And (laughs) that's good. Who can forget one of the all time flyers. Greats, Rick McLeish also rocked the 19. So 19 has quite a history with this team. It does. It goes back a long ways. And, uh, yeah, I don't know. Like, I wish I had more knowledge of, like, previous 19s. But, again, my my hockey knowledge only goes back so far, given when I started watching hockey. So Yeah. And then, finally, that brings us to Mark Stahl, who we're expecting to be here maybe half a season. We'll see. See how the trade market I, looks. I would bet, yeah. Yeah. But he's rocking 18. And, I mean, I'm sure I'm not alone. When I say that I think of Adam Hall for this number. No, yes, I think Adam Hall. I think of Mike Richards. Mike Richards rock the 18. I came very close to buying a Mike Richards number 18 jersey right before he was traded. Nobody ex- really expected that trade. I mean, you kind of did, but like he signed a 10 year deal. He's not going to be traded. Nope, he got traded. So that's uh, yeah. I mean, other 18s, we've got RJ Umberger. Oh, I was going to say Umberger. Yeah. Yep, the Umbergler himself. Tyler Pitlick, the liquor of pits. Whew. Patrick Sharp, Rock 18 back in the day. Damon Lankow, Dale Howarchuk, Mike Ricci, Brent Fedick. Oh, yeah. All the sexy names right here. Oh, yeah. Ken the Rock. Adam Lindsman. Hall was. Adam Hall was great. Was he? I loved Adam Hall. I thought he was perfectly cromulent. I thought he was a good penalty killer. Yeah. I liked Adam Hall. Yeah. How many different teams did Adam Hall play for? That is a good question. Let's see. Let's take a look. I'm looking right, right now. now. I want you to guess. Oh, uh, nine. Yeah, I think it's I think it's eight is the final tally. Wow. Okay. Yeah. Let's see. One, two, or is three, it seven? four, five, six, seven, 
Seven. Seven. Okay. Still, that's a lot of teams. That's a lot of teams. That's a, a lot of meat of balls right here. So, yeah, what do you give uh, 18 for old... I mean, I guess it's apparently his number. I know nothing about I'll, Mark Stahl. I'll give it a B plus. I think 18 is a good number for... I actually like 18 for a defenseman. So, okay. Um, I don't know why, but yeah. Yeah. I'll give it a B plus. Solid number. The The worst numbers, I think, are Allison's and Adderd's. Yeah. Yeah. I think I, I agree with that. I mean, it's, it's weird because, again, like... Adderd, I think it's a, a again a perfectly fine number, but like, I just think a husky boy with that. I know it's Oscar's number. It like it shouldn't be. I don't know. But you know, hey, the team dumped him last season, and uh, that's where we're at. And yeah, I looked. Uh, the only other seventy-one in team history was Max Woolman. Wow, he's the only other one. Yeah. Wow, I wouldn't have thought that. Yeah. Okay. I'm trying to think if any of these others. I mean, I think that's really the only like super unique one. Like. There's been a few 40s as we went down. Like, yeah. Yeah. Well, that's cool. Good for you, Tyson Forrest. I hope I hope this becomes, like, he is the 71. I hope he kind of sets that uh, that reputation. Yes, I absolutely career. hope that. I hope it becomes iconic for him and he scores a shit ton of goals. I think he will. I'm willing to bet that he will. Now, Quiggs, we're running about an hour. We had, like, a potential game here, but... You know what? I think I think we should refine this and move it to next week because we just talked about yeah. a shit ton of Flyers numbers and Flyers history and shit. And that was a lot of fun. I enjoyed that. But I think maybe we'll do the game next week and maybe I can uh, just fine tune it a little bit. Yes, that's a great idea. I'm looking forward to that, too. Excellent. Excellent. So the last thing I wanted to talk about then, and this is something I like to do during summer episodes when, again, there's just not that much going on hockey wise is I want to talk about like media stuff because I love pop culture. I love talking about pop culture. I love to give like a little media recs to people about what I've been watching with everything. And the best thing I have watched this summer and I've watched some good stuff, but the best thing has been the bear. And if you're not familiar with the bear, it is a show on, I think it's on FX, but it's like FX on Hulu. You can get it on Hulu. You go to Hulu, you can watch the bear. And it's a show about this, basically this high-end chef who inherits his brother's hole-in-the-wall Chicago beef restaurant. And it's about him, like, dealing with the staff because he's, you know, from the world of, like, fine dining. And they're running basically the equivalent of, like, a Chicago cheesesteak joint, you know? So it's, like, two different worlds colliding. And there's just, like, this is such a... An, a beautiful show in a way that you wouldn't expect. Like, I think it starts with him just saying like, how the hell do I get people into this restaurant? And, you know, I don't want to give too much away. I think you should definitely just go and watch it, but it's about him bringing these two worlds together and sharing his experiences and his knowledge with everybody. And it, it's one of those shows that it ends the season, the first season pretty strongly. And you wonder if the second season can really live up to it. And it does a lot in the second season where a lot of television shows will kind of uh, split up the cast and try to tell more individual stories. And I've seen some shows horribly fail at it. I'm specifically looking at Dave, which I thought Dave's second season was so bad and it recovered pretty good in the third season, but the second season was terrible, but it split up the cast in a way I didn't like. Whereas I think the bear told some beautiful stories by splitting up the cast. And it's just like, I don't know. It, it just, it, it 
builds tension in a great way. It tells uh, really complex emotional stories, but I never feel like it's telling me. I feel like it's showing me these emotions. And it uh, it really shows like all these different worlds, the upper class dining, the I don't want to call it lower class dining, but the more like street food level, if you will. And everything in between and just, you know, I don't know. Everybody's like really good on the show. I thought the music was killer in the second season. I mean, there's some uh, great Pearl Jam pulls, the replacements, REM, really, really strong soundtrack. And there's one show in particular. And again, I don't want to give too much away, but it's one episode in particular in the second season where they do the seven fishes dinner which is the Christmas Eve dinner for Italian families. And it's just a disaster. And it's chaotic in such a, in a way that's so familiar to me with a very loud South Philly family. And I enjoyed the hell out of it. And it's, it's really just like, it's a show I felt emotional over at times. I, I've just like, I've really loved it. And I think everybody should check it out. And I, uh, apologies to my Pete, my friends in the restaurant industry. I know you're sick of hearing about this. Uh, I asked my one buddy about it, who has been a bartender for, I don't know, decade plus at this point. I was like, Oh, have you seen this show? You might appreciate it. And he's like, yes, many people have asked me about this show. I'm like, okay. Sorry. I brought it up, Dan. Sorry. I brought it up, but I really do think it's worth checking out. And I, I highly recommend it to everybody. And how can one watch that show again? Hulu. That's over on Hulu. Hulu. Yeah. Okay. Hulu. Yeah, I've heard everyone talking about it, and I haven't checked it out. But also, I I feel I have some reservations about watching a show that has anything to do with that glorified lasagna they call deep dish pizza in Chicago. <laughs> it's the worst. I have love you, that Chicago. Eaten, have you had it in Chicago, though? No, I don't want to. No, no, no. no. I've been to Chicago like three times. I've had deep dish every time. And you know what? It's good. It's really good. I I love how Chicago's most famous food, like that's unique to the city, is the worst of its respective food groups. See, if you've eaten it at just Pizzeria Uno, though, it's not the same. There's no way it can beat New York or Connecticut. It's different. Wait, wait, wait. Did you say Connecticut? You're goddamn right. What the fuck New are Haven? you talking about? New Haven? What? Have you ever been to New Haven? No, why would I have go had, to New Haven? Have you had Sally's? No. Pepe's? What are you talking about? All right. I'm going to... Uh, all right. I'm about to admit something. Connecticut? I don't like it. I, Steve, you got to hear me out. I'm about to admit something that I don't like to admit. I don't like barstool sports. Oh, wow. I don't. Not a fan of that uh, particular website. Some people might like it. That's okay. Yeah. yeah. To each their own. However. controversies I've heard. Not a big fan of that website or this website's overlord, David Portnoy. However, as much as I dislike him, I trust the man's pizza knowledge with my life. And he does these silly, stupid pizza reviews every single day. And I hate most of it. I hate watching it like... 35% of me hates the fact that I watch these, but because he's, that guy is just not a good dude from what I can tell. However, he knows his pizza. And I'll tell you what, 
he has rated some New Haven pizza places quite highly. And when I was up in Connecticut for the Olympics a couple of we- couple of years ago, we I had Sally's, and Steve, it was out of control. I, I can out of control. I can tell you now, I'm not going there. <laughs> I have no reason to go to Connecticut. If you ever go, if you're passing even near Connecticut, I swear to God, I would go an hour out of your way to have salad. Wow. Okay. It's so good. Right. Fair enough, it's I guess. so good. Yeah. So yeah, the bear, I'll have to check it out. Yeah. And um, <laughs> it, it, the bear is about, the bear is about that bears. an Italian beef restaurant, which is basically the Chicago cheesesteak. Well, tell it's your not boyfriend. Steak, but you know, it's, it's, it's in a similar vein. Well, they've got beef. Well, tell them I'm a vegetarian, so I'm not fucking scared of him. <laughs> Do you know what that's what is a that reference from? to? I don't know. The song, uh, I can't remember what it's called, but it's by that band 303. I don't know them. She wants to touch me. Huh? <laughs> what are you talking about? You're not, don't try the song. Pizza, do- bands, I don't, what's going on here? The song is called Don't Trust Me. And the top, the most memorable lyric of the song is, shush, girl, shut your lips, do the Helen Keller, and talk with your hips. Oh, my God. So, great song. Um, <laughs> love it. Uh, I'm going to give a little recommendation now, an off-season recommendation. I don't watch too, too much TV, um, but one thing I do do, <laughs> do-do, is... Uh, I listen to tons of music and we are, if you haven't checked it out already, we are doing a, um, a Saturday music club for broad street hockey. So every Saturday we publish like a little, um, one of us, all the members of the music group will pub will publish like a kind of a review of one of our favorite albums, whether it's new, old, whatever it is. And everyone else in the club listens to it and they share their thoughts. And it's really fun. Last week, I believe it was Thomas who went and he did uh, Painted Shut by the Philly-based band Hop Along. One of the classics, one of my favorites from college. Um, So that was a lot of fun. Mine is going live this weekend, so check that out. But I don't want to give away what what my my album will be. So instead, I'm going to pick a classic album that... It's, it's it's crazy to think about that it's almost 20 years old, this record. But if you like hip-hop music, hip-hop rap, whatever, you have to know this album and you have to have it in your catalog. It is none other than Mad Villainy by Mad Villain. It's one of the greatest rap albums of all time, without question. MF Doom, Mad Lib put together with Mad Lib's uh, production and MF Doom's just unbelievable unmatched flow your favorite rapper's favorite rapper mf doom is a god rest in peace you unbelievable bastard um he died on halloween a couple years ago rip um but i i've loved this album from the first time i heard it which was probably 2013 2014 and ever since then i have just I listen to it regularly. And for whatever reason, the last couple of weeks, I've listened to it probably like 10 times. I'm just like getting back into it and listening to it over and over and over again. And man, oh man, if you don't know Mad Villainy and you haven't heard it before, you need, you literally have no choice. You have no to choice, listen to none. it. If you, if, if you are a fan of rap music, you must listen to Mad Villainy because it's quite, quite literally one of the best 
albums of the genre ever made. All right, I'll put it on the so, list. I'll, I will put. I, I actually am not familiar. I will uh, put it on the list. It's like nothing you've ever heard. All right, I can promise you that you've never heard an album like Mad Villainy. Be good at the gym. Should I listen to it at the gym tomorrow? That's a solid gym thing. I, I, uh, I, I don't need like to a, be like crazy intense at the gym. Okay. Okay. Right. Yeah, I would listen to it at the gym. Yeah. Yeah. Like I'm not like I'm not somebody who needs to listen to like a full like I don't know. Like, I, I just don't need it to be, like, insanely intense the entire time. Like, I just need a good quality thing to listen to. Yeah, like, you don't need to listen to, the like, the 8-mile soundtrack. Like right, right. I'm not just listening like, to Lose Yourself and on repeat. Yeah. You can listen to... Yeah, this is a good... If you're just, like, doing some light working out, then, like, I'd, I would recommend it, yeah. If you're trying to go hard as hell, like, there are a couple songs on there that go hard, but, like... Well, they all go hard, but, like, there, there nice are a few songs on there. Pace, thank you. Yeah. <laughs> there there are a few songs on there that are like that like could be okay for the gym, but I would say mainly it's just like it w- I w- I wouldn't classify it as like gym rap. Gym rap. <laughs> gym rap. Is is that what you'd like is would you classify like good Kanye as gym rap? Uh I don't even know if I would classify that. I was I I, I would I would say like to me Freddie Gibbs is gym rap. I don't know them. Don't know Freddie him. Gibbs, Benny the Butcher. Those guys are Jim. You're going to be shocked to hear this, Quakes, but I am incredibly white. I'm not. <laughs> and old. Well, I'll tell you what. This is one of the first albums that got me deep into rap. Deep. 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 Now I'm a, a rap connoisseur. I love. Oh, are you? Love rap. Oh, I love rap. Okay. Yeah. Okay. I, li- I like some rap. I tend to, again, stick to my old man lanes in a lot of way with uh yeah. tried and true stuff but uh yeah, i'll definitely check that out thank you for the recommendation i, I listened i listened to literally everything under the sun uh i think the most is alternative rock then then it would probably be rap okay so nice well awesome i appreciate the recommendation there i will definitely check that out so i have recommended that you check out the bear over on hulu and quigs has checked uh what is it mad villainy mad villainy excellent well those are our media recommendations. Enjoy them, folks. And if you have any feedback for us, unfortunately, still the best place is, I guess you can call it twitter.com.org.edu.ca.musk, but uh, it's unfortunately changed over to X, and X is not going to give it to you, but I guess we're still there. I'm trying to do more Blue Sky, but there's not enough people on there, so it's really hard to do it. So whatever Twitter's called these days, we're there. Quigs, where can people find you on the app formerly known as Twitter? You can find me at Ryan Quiggs and you can, uh, and that's with a Z. And you can also find me at Ryan Quiggs with a Z on Blue Sky, if you have Blue Sky. So follow me, folks. Follow Ryan Quiggs. You can follow me at Flyperbole or at Estebaum. If it's for hockey purposes, make it Flyperbole. And both of those are over on Blue Sky. Flyperbole is also on Instagram and TikTok. So be sure to check us out there. The TikTok content, I don't really know what I'm doing with that, but it's there. You can know when there's a podcast up. So huzzah. And occasionally I will post some stuff with Brucey. So there you go. Everybody loves Bruce Tent. Love Brucey. Brucey is the best and the worst, but mostly the best. I, he is adorable. And I am very excited to get him out in the world and walk him next week. And a big thanks to Bet Online for presenting this show. Please be sure to go check out Bet Online if you are looking to get some action in on the games. All right, folks, we're going to wrap it up. Got to get some sleep, but thank you so much for listening. We truly appreciate you. And until next time, in the words of the great Gene Hart, good night and...
good hockey. Go birds. Go birds. Wow, 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 wow. What is up, Astros fans? This is Jeff Balky and my partner, former Astro Jeff Blum from the Believe in Astros podcast to tell you baseball is back and we've got your world champion Houston Astros covered. Every week we go inside the clubhouse, break down the games, discuss the players and give you everything you need to know about the Houston Astros baseball organization with special guests and a few surprises all summer and into the postseason. So tune in to the Believe in Astros podcast. That's B-L-E-A-V on Apple. Spotify, YouTube, and everywhere you get your podcasts, go Astros.